Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Ascended Radio, and I am your grateful host, Jessica Spencer. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. This is August 4th, 2015, and we are rolling through this year very quickly, so um, I guess it's time that we kind of ground ourselves, embrace ourselves for the beauty that is that is coming and that is, that is already here. So again, thank you all for listening to the show today. And uh, the call-in number, as always, is 347-996-3263. The title of today's show is Shifting Perceptions. And the way that I came up with that is, is if this is your first time listening, I like to kind of say at the top of the show how or why I, I came up with a particular topic. And as we know, just being creative beings and allowing energy to flow and it's not, you know, being manipulated or, you know, coming through uh, manufactured, it can just be, you know, you can just receive, you know, that type of information. So the content usually comes that way and sometimes I have to actually think of the title, you know, that kind of describes the content of the information that I'm receiving. I knew I wanted to definitely talk about the shifting of perceptions because this is really big for us right now. Um, A lot of changes are happening, and so we're having to go with those changes and we're we're having to allow them. And a lot of people are finding this time period to be very challenging if you're going against the flow and you're kind of resisting and you're holding on to old ways of being that literally we've evolved out of. You know, we are literally in one of those periods in history that we've read about. I mean, we have different golden periods, the Renaissance period, I mean, just different periods in history that we've had. Um, And this is one of those. We are literally not just on the precipice of change, we are literally in it right now. And it's a new ball game. We're kind of, it's a new game, you know, so we don't know the rules yet. We don't really know, you know, how to play this game. But we do know that, you know, the the energy here feels a lot lighter, and we do know that in order to tap into that energy and to participate in the game, we do know that we have to have our heart center in balance. We know that we have to be coming from a place of love, you know, that we have to be releasing and letting go of all of those things and tools that no longer serve us if we want to play this, this new game. It's, you know, we're no longer going to see these companies anymore that are just taking advantage of people, you know, we're, no, we're, no, we're, we're going to see people standing up because they're waking up, and so we're not going to see those things anymore. And for a lot of people, even though you know you may not really like those things or those institutions, you don't really don't know how to navigate without them, you know, because we've had them for so long, and so you know, at least hundreds of years in this particular state, it's gotten really bad. I would say in the last ten years, as far as just you know, the war machines that we have and concealing information and, and really entrapping people into this kind of slave mentality in society. And people are just, it's its too much, too far, and it's the good thing about it, and this is how we can see where everything does have its place, because through this darkness we are able to contrast and see the difference between that and what that feels like and what it feels like without that and, and the light. And as much as we might be in fear about, and even if it's a, a subconscious fear, as much as we might be in fear about what it looks like without those things that we've been so comfortable with, it's, it feels a lot better, you know, it feels a lot better. And maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's like some of those times when you may have people that are in debt and, you know, 
somehow they moved to the wilderness and they've never, you know, lived that type of life before. They've never lived remotely or off the land. And they may not exactly know how they're going to do it or navigate through it. They may not know the particulars, but they know that this feels a lot better to their soul than what they previously knew, you know, living in the city or, or whatever it was, being in constant debt or, you know, just seeing brick walls constantly and, and concrete and not, you know, getting that, that feel from nature, um, you may not know the details, you may not know the how, but you know that it feels good. And that's really going to be the gauge that we want to to use so that we know how to navigate through this, this system that is being, uh, not system, but to this new paradigm that we're shifting into. Um, does it feel good? You know, how does it make me feel? And usually, and before, we were addicted to feeling bad. We were addicted to anger and addicted to worry and sadness and judgment and greed. I mean, we were addicted to it, and we had a society that actually relished that, right? And we put people in places of uh, seeming power um, that exemplified those attributes, right? And so now we're unplugging from that, and we are, we've done the work as individuals, and so now the world is going to, the, the work creating is going to be a reflection of the inner work that we've done. And it's not going to be vice versa anymore where you feel lost in this world because it doesn't really match the vibrational frequency that you're on of generosity and creativity. And you're looking around like, well, I don't fit in. And it's like we held on long enough, you know, to finally uh, participate in and witness the shifting uh, of worlds and this, this paradigm shift. And even if you're not spiritual and this sounds a little woo to, to you, you're human, and you can feel and you can see all of these great changes that are taking place, people waking up to the foods that are going into their bodies, to the pesticides, to to fracking, to, um, I mean, just to being bombarded with debt and, and unfair, you know, even if it's a parking ticket that, um, I recently got a parking ticket for a meter that that I paid for, you know, that, that wasn't expired. Um, but what can you do? I mean, how do you prove that? You know, they're saying it was. I know it wasn't. I know the money went in. I can see it came out. But uh, but what are you going to do, right? So rather than give them what they really want, which is not the money, it's not the currency. Again, they want your energy about giving that money away unjustly. You know, the money, they, they don't need it. They don't need any more than of that. They're printing it, like I said, arbitrarily. So that's not what they want. They want your energy um, about that many, and most people, you know, are entrapped in that kind of cycle in this society, especially in the United States, where we are literally, you know, obsessed with this notion of money and not having it and having, you know, wanting more or, or having so much and, and not willing to, to really share it. So, you know, the value system that we had used to be based on this principle or this energy called money. And now we know that that's not backed by anything. So if it's not backed by anything, then it's worthless. So now, again, we're having to be out here with this system that's become obsolete called money. And we know what it is, and we know that it's you know not what we thought it was, and we know that, it, that it's not something that's fairly distributed and, and it's actually used to kind of enslave all of us and, and to have us bicker and fight amongst ourselves. So if we know that, we might be in fear about, okay, well, what do we do without that? If that's not how we measure, you know, true wealth anymore, then what what are we going to use to measure it with? Or, or what is wealth going to look like? 
And maybe it looks like creativity. Maybe it looks like, you know, an abundance of compassion. Maybe it looks like an abundance of joy. You know, maybe it feels it, and it looks like a smile. You know, so those things that we used to value um, have become obsolete as well. And you see people defending vehemently a lot of these institutions um, because they're scared. You know, they know deep down that these things are done. You know, and maybe they never were. Or maybe they had their place at one time. But it's definitely not at this time any longer. And we can see that none of these systems or institutions are promoting anything that's going to evolve the human race at all that, that keeps us from, you know, going to war with one another or that allows us to, to keep people impoverished and, and spend more on wars than we do on feeding people or housing them or education. And, and our education system is, is also meant to just really kind of misguide you almost, right? And I, and I mean, I have a college degree and there's a lot that I actually did get from it, even beyond just the studying, but just the human relationships that you build and you learn how to kind of navigate through and you encounter different types of people that really, again, that's a type of an awakening too if you allow it to be. It really woke me up. So that's a that's a shift in my perception um, because, you know, I went at 18 and I left and I didn't go too far, but I went to the university maybe an hour away and that was enough, you know, to have me kind of grow up and mature slowly, um, but that I had to face certain things about life and certain things about myself and kind of navigate. And of course, yes, it's different. So it's, you know, you might feel fear about it because now you're without, you know, that comfort level that we keep that I keep talking about that these systems bring and these belief systems have brought us. There's a level of comfort there. Sometimes, you know, certain relationships, people stay in, you know, abusive relationships out of comfort. I mean, that's how extreme it, it can be. And so if you're, you know, if you're 18 and you're going to school, you're leaving your comfort zone. And But again, it can be a very, very fruitful experience if you shift your perspective, right? So we're raising our consciousness, but one of the ways that we accomplish this is through expanding our perceptions. We can shift from experiencing a limited reality to one of limitless potential. And, you know, sometimes you actually have to look at yourself about that because sometimes people don't really want, you know, uh, what goes along with achieving success. Um, and not success, again, not by the old way of measurement, which was based on being being on television or having to have a certain car or having to have a certain amount of money or a certain job. If those things come along with your purpose, you know, that you're living, then great. Um, then, that, then that does have value. But... Um, Again, the way that we're that we are measuring what success is is going to look very different based on your perception, and your perception, if you shift it, um, what success looks like is happiness, no matter you know what's going on in the world around you. You're happy. I saw something today um, on Instagram that said something like, uh, "Doing what you love plus being in service to to others is." your purpose, equals purpose. Um, and not necessarily your purpose, but equals purpose. So that, that was very interesting. So our old ways of perceiving through just our senses have become filtered, um, manipulated, and obsolete. So we previously perceived the life and our experience of it through a limited scope based on limiting, limiting thought forms, uh, language usage, um, or behavior, and our ability to manifest is closely intertwined with our perception of reality and our ability to 
affected. So let me say that again. Our ability to manifest is closely intertwined with our perception of reality and our ability to affect it. And that scares the heck out of some people, right? Like if you, that you're that powerful, that you have the ability to literally shape the world around you. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. I, I see how people, you know, have wanted to um, absorb that notion, ignorance of bliss, you know, or to, to give over, you know, what you should take responsibility for, like your own relationship to God or the universe or, or yourself, whatever you want to call it. There's literally, you know, billions of people that give that over to a religion or a, a, a media, you know, somebody in between rather than wanting to do the work yourself and really connect on a deeper level yourself. And maybe it's maybe it's a fear of the work that it, that it might take or, you know, what you might have to release in order to do that, to truly and genuinely do it, and to not say that you did it because you were in a room, you know, a certain day of the of the week. Um, but then on you know the next day you're you're being grumpy towards your spouse or you're being impatient or um, just not compassionate, being judgmental of other people. I mean, if that's if you're you know engaging in hateful speech or oppressive behavior towards anybody or any group, then I would say that you know who you might be worshiping on Sunday is not necessarily of the light. Right, that that being or, or that energy that you're participating in is darkness. Anything that's lower level is 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 darkness. And I'm not saying darkness like evil. That's an old paradigm that we're shifting away from. I'm saying darkness like ignorance, darkness like dense energy, um, judgment. And it, you can't justify judgment. I mean, if it's judgment of one person or one group, it's still judgment. Right, and that's still density. It's still dark energy that you're that you're contributing to, whether it's hatred or anger. A lot of people want to justify why, you know, but there's a reason for it. No, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> Everybody has a reason, quote unquote, why. And to me, reason is the same thing as excuse. So it's all a matter of perception, and it's all a matter of the language that you're using. So because we've raised our own vibrational frequency, we can bring what we want from the realm of thought up to the realm of manifestation where we actually see it in the physical world, right? And that's, again, based on your perception. If you perceive that you can do it, then you will. But if your perception is based on an old, outdated reality which says that, no, you're a limited being, you're only your body, you're going to come here and you're going to die, I mean, there is, I mean, whether it's scientific or spiritual evidence, there's a, a lot of it that says that there is life after death. But if you are, uh, let's say, I mean, to a fault, you're holding on to a belief system or an ideology um, of right and wrong or that this, that, that this is the only truth that there is, then you're never going to experience that. Like for me... Uh, you know, my father passed away, and I literally get to see him all the time in my dreams. And that is an expanded experience that I get to have. Now, if you perceive the world as that's not possible, you know, that that person died and that's it, then you won't have that experience. You know, it's it's your perception that is going to feed you what you can experience or not. Not that that's really, you know, reality. I mean, we know that science has proven that there's infinite uh, dimensions, Right. Um, infinite realities. This, this is already this is this is science. Science, you know, even if you're not really spiritual. So, I mean, your sleep state is a is a type of dimension. The deja vu you experience is a type of dimension. Um, a memory 
is participation in a type of dimension. Um, you're literally having a memory of something, and then your body is literally reacting or acting as though it's real, right? Like you may have a stressful situation that you're looking back on and you're remembering, and your body literally tenses up as if it's happening now, right? That's a different dimension that you're experiencing other than the one that you're currently physically existing in. Same thing if you think of something sad, right, that happened in the past where you're projecting it into the future, but it's not actually happening right now in the present moment, you will literally, your body will react as though it's happening right now. So it's it's happening in a, a multidimensional um, way. And so if you perceive that that's not possible, it's the same thing if you, if you go on a smaller level and you're not spiritual and you look at multitasking. There's some people that can perceive themselves as being able to multitask, so they can do five, six, seven things at one time and do them all well. And there's other people that say, well, you know, I have this condition or I have this, um, or, or just be, even just be the way that, that, that they need to focus is that they can only do one thing at a time, but it's all perception. If you agree that that's the truth, then that is the truth for you. Um, and if you can expand and shift your perception, then you can encompass and experience even more truth. Right, and one of the things that I learned from from just doing the show is, again, you know, what's after enlightenment? More enlightenment. You're an infinite being. That's what that means. You never, you're not going to reach some place and be like, oh, got it. You know, now I have a PhD in spirituality, or, you know, and, and waking up and so now I know all of it. No, you're experiencing yourself in in all of these different experiences in every single millisecond of the day, right? And you're experiencing the world literally through the thoughts you're having about it, through the language you're speaking into about it. Um, a lot of times people say, you know, watch the words that are coming out of your mouth, but what they fail to do is watch the language that they're speaking with, right? Or even the thoughts, you know. It's like it's okay to have the thought, but don't actually say it. No, it's, it's all energy. It's the same whether you said it or you thought it or not. So that's why, you know, a lot of people think it is also, you know, beneficial to meditate because you learn how to quiet your mind no matter what's going on. And that will also help you to shift your perception when you need to. I mean, I don't really hold on to needing to be quote-unquote right or wrong. Um, I don't really... Structure and rules has never been my thing. (laughs) Um, I am more of kind of a a creative person. So, I mean, this whole notion of, of strict... Um, rules about, uh, you know, what right or wrong is or that you need to, you know, play within these lines doesn't make any sense. It's limiting to you. And, you know, even just exploring a different truth doesn't mean that you're not going to still hold the truth that you had. It's just coloring, you know, your experience a little bit more and like, okay, I experienced that, but I still, yeah, I still like what I, what I, uh, the truth that I discovered before and that works in my life and it's elevating me. Again, is it, is it feeling good? Know that feeling good to other people around you for you to be holding on to the truth or the perception that you currently have. Is this perception working on the benefit, you know, and is it being beneficial to myself and everyone else around me? And, you know, this whole notion, see it in social media all the time, you know, that we're re- everybody's stuck on being right or wrong. Right or wrong doesn't exist. That's it's perception, right? You know, you can, I'll give you an example. I mean, you could have an experience. Um, that you just hated yourself for. Like, why did I put myself in that situation? That was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. And everybody could have ridiculed you for it. And 10 years later, you find out that that one thing happening resulted in you finding the love of your life. 
that had that not happened, you wouldn't have found your soulmate. Or had that not happened, you wouldn't have gotten an opportunity that you got 10 years later. You know, so to call that uh, experience that you had wrong is a judgment. You're coming to a judgment on something when you have an infinite life where you still have the rest, even if you don't believe in, um, you know, living infinitely, um, you may have 30, 40, 50 more years of your life, and you're calling it wrong. You really don't know the outcome of why it was that that thing happened. It's all your perception. If you say that it's wrong, then you're giving it an energy of being wrong, and therefore it is because that's what your perception has brought about. So, again, we want to shift our perception. We want to watch our thoughts, watch our language, and ask ourselves, you know, even if it's throughout the day, hopefully, but at least at the end of the day, you know, what were my thoughts like today? You know, what was I focusing on? How did it make me feel? How did I feel in my body? Your body's always going to tell you. You know, it's like a, a computer, right? It's going to tell you, spit something to it, and it's literally going to give you information back out. It's going to tell you, like, yeah, this feels really stressful. I think I need to get out of this situation, or this feels really good. I think I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. You know, it's your body talking to you. It's all energy. So it's all about, again, perception. So, again, as I was speaking, and there's so many things going on in the world right now and different perceptions are clashing, right? And, again, if we can let go of this notion of being right or wrong, we might be able to hear another person's perspective, be able to be with it, and we might be able to be a little bit more flexible um, in opening ourselves up. You know, it's so much, it, it comes from fear that you don't want somebody else to, to be able to speak their truth or their perception because you're afraid uh, that it's going to thwart what your perception is. But if you believe something like that or your perception um, is so strong to you, then nothing can, you know, then, then you can allow other people to have theirs too and it's not going to tarnish, you know, what your perception is. You should be, I mean, the more vehemently you um, are, are, countering what someone's perception is, the more insecure about your own perception you are. I mean, you should be able to be flexible and be with whatever anybody's perception is. I'm even learning that as well. I mean, because you can you can sit there and say, well, how, you know, you're, you, you, how, why would I have to listen to the perception of, like, a murderer? And you can listen to it without it having to bend yours and be strong in what you're currently perceiving um, and don't attach right or wrong to it or better than. It doesn't need to be a hierarchy. We're moving away from having to have these hierarchies. And we, again, if you don't know what that is, I mean, look at our society. We have the strata of, you know, impoverished and then lower class and middle class and then, you know, um, up, you know upper middle class, upper class wealth, you know, wealthy. Um, I mean, that's really how... We are, and you you get hired. You you get hired entry level, and you move up slowly, and you keep moving up, and then we have this hierarchy. That's it's a perception. It's not reality, right? Because you can have somebody that can have two degrees right now, and they can be working as an Uber driver, right? Whereas before, I mean, in the old paradigm, you would look at that and say, well, that's that's for you know a class quote unquote of people that wouldn't be educated, right? We would need them to be teachers or, or something else. But our value systems, what we value is just, it's it's like being in a, a washer or dryer right now, just spinning out of control, right? Because it's, it's there's no place for it to land. There is no value um, for what we used to perceive as valuable. It's not backed by anything. And so anything goes at this time, and, and that's nothing to be afraid about. That's why we've been releasing fear before we got to this point 
for we've been releasing judgment and our ego and all of those things are the things that are going to thwart you in perceiving in a way that is powerful and beneficial for you and the rest of the planet. You know, if you're stuck on just race or you're stuck on um, just, you know, one political party and and you're stuck on, you know, it's like we literally will vote for somebody because of only their race. And just be more flexible than that. Change your per- your perception. Shift your perception. Don't vote for somebody just because they're a woman. You know, we've never had a woman president before. So that's the, I mean, that's a very limited perception. We want to begin to expand that so that we can have a more fruitful experience and we can dig deeper than that. We can we can have a deeper, more rich experience than that. I mean, any child, you know, that knows nothing about, you know, politics or the world, um, if you tell them, you know, to, you know, vote for this person or, you know, follow this policy or whatever, I mean, they will because they're told to. But as they grow older and their perception is shifting and they can expand their awareness and they're digging deeper into who they are, they can kind of create this whole, like, wait a minute, no, either I can remove myself completely from the system or I'm going to write myself in there or, you know, I'm going to vote for Donald Duck if I don't feel like there's somebody that's worthy of my energy. Again, it's all energy. And you can, you know, be more responsible with what it is or who it is that you're giving your energy to. Um so don't get baited, all right? That's another thing. We want to honor our intuition and utilize the tools that we've learned to keep our energy high, even if that means releasing those around us who aren't in alignment with that same energetic field. So the collective should no longer affect the consciousness of the awakened individual, but the awakened individual can now affect the collective until balance is restored um, when both are one, but we realize that both are one, the individual and the collective. So I've had to deal with this recently. A lot of losses, I've said on the show, of like physical physical family members, the loss of them, or you know friendships transitioning, and you know it. it what the breakthrough that I had this week because it, it is it almost feels like one of my close friends Nicole said, you know almost feels like you're mourning somebody. You know when you lose a friendship, and you know maybe nothing happened. You can just feel that again. Your 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 perception has shifted, and you now know that this. This is not in alignment. This energy that the friendship is creating um, was for, you know, a season. You know, it wasn't for a lifetime. Well, possibly it's for a lifetime, but for right now it's not in alignment with the energy that I need in order to create the life that, that works for me and benefits everyone, right? And so it is. It's kind of like a morning. But what I got was that it's not a morning of that person or the friendship. It's a morning of that aspect of you that no longer resonates with the energy that that friendship mirrored. So it's an aspect of you. That's why you feel it so deeply. Even when, you know, sometimes you might, you know, mourn a friendship. You know, you might be sad about it. You know, that maybe, you know, you're no longer um, speaking the same language, so to speak. And you might be mourning it and then that person's still there though, right? So it's not them that you're mourning because they're still alive. You still might even see them. You still might even hang out with them. Right, two months later, or, or you know, you may still be hanging out with them even when you're mourning. So it's really, you know, mourning that aspect of you that no longer resonates with that friendship or you know that relationship or that career or whatever it is. And you know that that was a really big breakthrough for me. So what I've also noticed in this, in kind of the same tone is that you know I feel like I'm getting called to go against. You know, when you release those those types of friendships, um, 
when you have to say no, when it's been your perception before that you're a person that's a yes person. You know, I'm a people person. And I'm a people person because I want everyone to love me. Or I'm a people person because I feel like I'm stronger than you and I can I can take all of your burdens and mine. And when you have to say no, when you when you evolve beyond that sense of ego and 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 you have to say no because you're just in, intuition and so um it feels like it's going against your very nature. It feels like it's going against what you were before, the perception of who you were before, but you're a new being. You you your perception is shifted. Right? And so even though it feels like it's going against everything that you you are, your natural ways to be giving until you can give no more, until you're completely drained. But that's not what we need anyone to do anymore. You need to, you know, honor yourself, honor your gifts, and make sure that you're living full out and, the, and you're you're giving the best version of you that you possibly can. And so, therefore, shifting the perception of everyone else around you, of not only you, but also themselves. So this is where this, you know, this is so important, shifting your perception. So this week, let's try that out. Let's totally try and shift our perception about things and ask ourselves, does this feel good? If it doesn't, shift your perception into a way that, hey, this is an anxiety as Dr. Joanne White said, this is an anxiety I'm feeling. It's excitement. You know, change your language about things. And let's talk about it next week. Call in number 347-996-3263. Thank you so much for listening to Ascended Radio, where we are authentically becoming our divine selves. <laughs>